0: KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston. A GAL media station.
1: ESPN 97.5. 75.
0: 75. Dance, go, I know, you know. I go psycho when my new joint hit. Just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. That's it, honey. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
2: All right, we are back. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 with Josh Jordan. I'm joined by Jerry Bowe. Uh, we were wrapping up uh, an Alex Collins discussion at the end of that last segment, so I just kind of wanted to put a bow on it here. And he's going at about 41 overall as far as his ADP right now. So to get Alex Collins, you're probably going to have to spend a fourth round pick on him. So just kind of keep that in mind. He's been moving up draft boards a little bit. So all right, here we go. Now we're about to get to this is our our Gal Media All Star segment is what we've kind of decided to start calling it. And every week we're gonna we're gonna take a different play, and everybody's gonna give their opinion on on that play and those are going to be games when the season starts but right now we're doing over-unders so for this week we are doing the over-under on the new orleans saints and my bookie has that number at nine and a half so let's see what everybody else thinks about that
0: Moneyline line presents the gal media all-stars red power Well, I'm going to disappoint all of our Saints fans. And and first of all, keep in mind, I have a warm spot in my heart for the Saints. The largest future bet I ever cashed was the year they won the Super Bowl. So I've always been a big Saints fan and a big Drew Brees fan. But Drew Brees is getting older. I think, uh, obviously, the defense is better. But I also think the Falcons are better than they are. I think you're going to see the Panthers have a really good season. I'm going to take under. And at some point, Drew Brees is going to break. And maybe that happens this year. And if he does... They're not winning nine games, so give me under on the Saints.
2: Lance line I would say when you look at the division, there is a chance. You know, the Falcons are kind of a wild card. I'm not really buying into the Carolina Panthers, and I'm not sure Tampa Bay is ready to make that next step. So I think there could be a, enough wins in the division to get them to the 10-win mark. So if I had to make a choice there, I think it's it's closer to 10 than it is to 9. So I'll go over, but that's only a slight lean. Eric Sandler. With a soft schedule and lots of talent on both sides of the ball, I like the Saints to go back-to-back as NFC South champions. I'll take
3: the over.
1: Holly Seymour. Well, first off, anyone with the Browns, the Bucks, and the Redskins in their first five games is most likely getting an easy three wins automatically. Um, My focus is on the New Orleans and Atlanta division rivalry. The Falcons are weak against the Runs, but this is the Saints' focal point, and Alvin Kamara is a beast. Um, there's a little concern with the defense, but I think Lattimore will need to exceed the high expectations coming off of last season's success. Um, I think they can do it. I'm still high on the big three teams from last season, the Rams, the Eagles, and the Saints. Even though I see some flaws, I still think really highly of New Orleans. If they're going to make a Super Bowl run, I think this is their year. I'm going to go high, but I'm going to give them right at 11 wins and take the over this season. Wow.
2: All right. Well, for me – I'm really big on the Saints this year. I think they might win the whole thing. I've said that a couple times, so of course I, I'm going to take the over. I think they at least get to ten wins.
4: I'm also on the over. Our friends at my bookie have it at nine and a half minus one fifty. I have to think the over. I know that their division is tough. In the last thirty games, they're seventeen and thirteen against the NFC North, but at home, they're twenty and ten. Overall this year, they're playing the NFC East and NFC North against them. They're 17-13 and at home in the last 30 games. They got at Giants, home Redskins, at Cowboys. Then when they play the NFC North, they got the home against the Browns, away Ravens, and then home Steelers in Week 16. The only thing that does give me a little trouble is those last three games where they do play the Panthers twice and the Steelers so It'll go down there, but I think by the time they get to those last three games, they might already be at 10 wins. Give me the Saints over.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Jerry. I think they're going to have a big year. Um, it's They're at home. It's almost like money in the bank, right? And that they get the Steelers at home, so you got to like that. And you know how big Ben is. When he's on the road, he is just not the same guy as he is when he's at home. So at least the Saints get the Steelers in their own building. And then that secondary, being a top
4: five is just, it's big for them. And they're rated the sixth toughest schedule. So that's because the NFC South is so tough. But
2: Where you at, Cam?
3: Oh, my God. Give me the over. Are you kidding me? I mean, like what this team did last year. They didn't really lose anybody. Yeah, Ingram suspended for four games. But they still have Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees is older, but he's still Drew Brees. And like we said, that division is a little tricky. But, I mean, they play the Bucks, Browns giants redskins to start the season i mean they could i think that they could easily go into that vikings game undefeated so i'm taking this team out of 11 or 12 wins easy
2: i'm with you and uh holly you're still with us right
1: yeah i'm here i'm listening
2: <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you um where are you at with with drew Brees this year I, I know you you like them you know as a team but do you expect the same guy this season with drew
1: Brees? I really do. I like Like Cam said, I see. I mean, Drew Brees is getting older, but he's Drew Brees. And like I said, if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, it's now or never. This is their year. And I have faith in Drew Brees. I never lose faith in him. So I like the run game and he's just I think he's going to surprise people and he's just going to keep out. He's going to keep going out there and slinging it and they're going to bring it home.
4: So his attempts last year was 536, which was the lowest since 2009. But if you look at the other stats, like his completion percentage is career high. So the 23 touchdowns don't exactly stick out, but the 4.3 touchdown percentage does because that's right at average. So I think he bounces back this year. I think the Saints are primed for a big year. I thought they were going to go far last year without that one play. What happens? Who, who Do the Saints win the Super Bowl last year without the Minneapolis Miracle?
2: I don't know, but I'm sure Holly didn't like Kamara's comment that they would have gone on to beat the Eagles if that play wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you know
1: what? <laughs> That's so funny because I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this slide. I'm going to let this roll off my back. Any other player that would have said that, we would have beef. But since I love watching him so much, him and Lattimore – I'm gonna let anything they slide go for right now, but I tell you one thing though: they are gonna take an L on their schedule, and that L is gonna be against the Eagles. That will be one of them. So, all right, can book that. Okay, uh,
2: where, are <laughs> with, uh, where are you with where are you with Camara this year for fantasy, Holly?
1: Oh, I told myself I'm not playing fantasy at all this year. I'm not getting into it. I would definitely try to shoot for him. He's my favorite running back going into. The- I know that. There's a lot of talk coming back with Johnson coming back and everybody's hype on Gurley. But I think that is going to get way more touches this season, especially with the suspension with Ingram. So I think he's a nice take. I would take him. I'm higher on running backs than a lot of people are, <laughs> obviously from my tweet. But <laughs> That's I think it. he's a steal for it.
2: That's interesting. When that suspension ends for Ingram, Holly, do you think he's going to go back to his role like last year? Or do you think – Kamara's going to see the football a little more going forward.
1: Oh, I think Kamara's going to be the future of the team. And sorry, Ingram, but I think he's going to be falling off. Like his time's almost done there because I think Kamara's about to be the showtime. He's going to be their Le'Veon Bell and he's just going to be a superstar over there.
4: Yeah, and we saw that during the last five games uh, of the season when Kamara touched Ingram 78 71. He was out snapping him about five snaps. So. They were gravitating our way towards that. It's just Ingram, I mean, uh, Kamara really hasn't been a high-volume player even back to his college days, so they'll have to get him into that. But the when he touches the ball, it can go the, to the house, and you don't have very many players like that in the league, so you have to try to get him the ball as much as you can, and we'll see that this year.
2: Hey, Jerry, with uh, Ingram, do you see him as a good value in the middle rounds? Like, I got him in my draft yesterday. I got him in the seventh round. I felt like... And I already had Kamara on that team. Yeah. So I I got him there. He's probably going more around the fifth or sixth round in most drafts. Where are you with him this year?
4: I love it because he's not a true handcuff. We used to speak that word handcuffs, you know, years back. It was it was the word to who who if you took Bell, who are you going to get behind them? True handcuffs, but these nowadays they have value. These are guys that are actually going to run the ball, and in case there is an injury, jackpot.
2: Yep no I think you're totally right and you know Tevin Coleman's a guy that you know he's a sexy pick that you see a lot of people fire on because if Freeman goes down you know he's going to be the guy but he still plays like you could use him as a flex from week to week
4: and the same thing we could take advantage of as far as these handcuffs that aren't traditional maybe thinking that someone's going to overtake the position the league and the season isn't only one in October, September. It's later on. And what happens when Ronald Jones maybe takes over the backfield over there? What happens when Christian Ma- or, or Sony Michelle comes back and he shows them that he is what they drafted and he pushes Rex Burkhead aside? What happens with these players? Look for some of these players that might not go into the season as the number one, but you know they're not just a straight handcuff where you're hoping for uh, an injury. You're just hoping for opportunity.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's patience, right? Because Kamara was that guy last year. A lot of people drafted him because they liked the talent, but then he didn't do anything for a couple weeks. And remember, Adrian Peterson was there too, and Mark Ingram. And you know, then Peterson gets shipped out of town, and then it's the Kamara show. I think maybe Nick Chubb could be a guy like that this yeah. year. You know, If Carlos Hyde goes down, I mean, I, I don't love the Browns, but they're going to run the ball a little bit. So uh, Nick Chubb might be a guy that you take a flyer on late.
3: I mean, uh, Ingram, how is Ingram going to be a handcuff when Alvin Kamara can, can catch and run the ball? You know, he's he's not going to take away from Kamara because Kamara can run out line up as a running back and then easily move to the lineup as, as a receiver. So if you're petrified that Ingram is going to be a handcuff, I mean, you're sorely mistaken, friends. Holly, before we let you go, yes. I, I want to know
4: one thing. Is Carson Wentz going to be in there week one? I need to know before I bet this line on my bookie. No, I don't
1: think he's going to be. I want him to, mm. but... I don't know. Maybe week two. I'm not counting on week one.
2: Ooh, and Foles has not been looking fantastic so far and he's a little banged <laughs> up.
1: So Hey, there's there's this great kid though that we have. His name's I'm sorry, not we that the Eagles have this season <laughs> uh name. <laughs> so I would I would like to see him start. I wouldn't be upset with that. All
2: right. Well there you go. Thank you very much for joining us, Holly. We will catch up with you again next week. Thanks guys. Thank you.
4: All right, and I want to take a moment to thank our other sponsor, Klein's Jewelers. They have been around since 1969. At Klein's, they specialize in everything custom. They do watch and jewelry Per Everything is manufactured in store. They do custom CAD designs. No job is too big or too small at Klein's. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, pendants, earrings, any shape, any size. I can't stress to you the importance of not going to the mall. You get overcharged. We're about three to five minutes down the road from the Galleria. Pass it up on the corner of Westheimer and Fountain View, 5668 Westheimer Road. That's where you'll find clients, the place. They treat you like family. Call now. This is his personal number. Mark gives me his personal number because he wants to talk to you. He wants to see what it is you're looking for, and he wants to give you a better deal. His number is 832-316-1388. That's 832-316-1388, and that's Mark's personal number. Give him a call. He wants to help you get that perfect gift. He wants to give you the better deal. He has plenty of things there, and everything is custom-made in-house. If you take him something, a picture of something that you saw, give it to him. He'll make it happen at a cheaper price. That's Klein's Jewelry, and thanks for being a sponsor.
5: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5.
0: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
2: All right, we are back on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline with Josh Jordan and Jerry Bowe. We got Cam behind the glass. We've been kind of all over the place. We've done some NFC, some Saints over-unders. We've, we've done some... Uh, wide receiver rankings we've done tight end i think the other things we need to get to is i want to get to aj hoffman's tiers and we're going to talk some quarterbacks because we haven't talked a lot of quarterback in the last couple weeks so we're going to get to that we're also going to look at aj's tiers for running backs and they're a little different than than lance's rankings and from you know our rankings which which is great that's why i love to me rankings are just basically bouncing ideas off other people that know what the hell they're talking about. You know, so you just get a good feel for what they're thinking and why they're thinking it, and you kind of, you know, you you weigh that against what you're seeing with your own eyes. And now what I'm seeing with my eyes is we got Juggalo Trey on hold, and it uh, looks like he's got something on Christian McCaffrey. So why don't we bring in Juggalo Trey?
5: Hey, guys. Uh, I had a question about uh, C-Mac. You know, uh <laughs> I wanted to know whether or not you play him as a flex or do you play him as like an RB one? Do you think he'll be a, an RB put up RB one type numbers this year?
4: Jerry, I do. I, if you look at what he had last year, he was a running back 16 in regular scoring, right. in standard. So they've been saying they want to get him more touches. Now we won't read into that too much. We know he's not a 20 touch guy, but, what we saw yesterday in the, in the third preseason game, he had four carries inside the 10. So those people that think that C.J. Anderson is going to vulture his touches away, no. Again, they want to give him more touches. He had 117 rushing attempts and still was a top 16 running back. Let's say they do give him more touches and they add him. Let's say let's add six carries. Let's not break them in pieces. Let's add six carries and then give him a little bit more volume in that North Turner offense that let's not forget North's over there now. So. Christian McCaffrey in a PPR with the added volume has got potential to be a top six running back. People don't realize that. They don't know he's not the in-between tackle runner that you want to see. But you saw that just the other night that he broke that one right up the middle and took it to the house. He's a volume catcher. He's the new day and age running back, and Cam's going to use him as much as he can. Every year we talk about what Cam's going to do different. Um, Cam's not going to run the ball this much, and that, but that's who Cam is. He's going to dump at the bottom. Who's going to take the Olsen? Funches? You know, The rookie receiver? McCaffrey's got his role solidified, and I think McCaffrey ends up as a top— I'm even going to go out of limb and PPR are top six because of the volume, the catches, and I know he'll get at least five or six more carries a game.
2: Yeah, I think he could kind of be the Camara of this year. Yeah. You know, I really do. The only thing that makes me nervous about the Panthers is their offensive line wasn't very good when they had Norwell last year. Yeah. And now he goes over to the Jaguars, so they're they're even weaker on the O-line. So I think that's the only thing that scares me a little bit is I'm not so sure that the line's going to give him a lot of room, but he's great at catching the ball. So they're going to use him that way. I, in PPR, I think he's he's a lock. I mean, he, he can be your number one running back in a PPR. Yeah,
4: yeah. if you get him as a wide right receiver, two or flex, you did very good. What I really want to know from you, Trey, though, is one thing. The people need to know who is going to lead the Cowboys receiving group. Who will have the most fantasy points out of that receiving group?
5: I got to say, uh, probably Alan Hearns because this, but really we don't know who the number one is. Like as fans, we don't know who the number one is. It could be anybody. It could be Cole. It could be that Colorado guy, uh, Gallup. It could be him, but I don't know if this will be as much of a throwing-based offense with Zeke coming back, but uh, I would say if we're gonna go, if, if from my guesstimation, I would say it'd be Alan Hearns because like he had that one really good season in Jacksonville, and I'm sure with the the contract they brought him in on, I don't, I don't know. I think it'd be Hearns. That'd I like it. Be my guess.
4: I like it, and that's from a from a Cowboys diehard. You heard it here. You heard it here first. Jugs, thanks for calling in, man.
5: Anytime, a uh, long time caller, uh, fr- long time listener, first time caller.
4: <laughs> I love it, man. Y'all go ahead and give my man Juggalo a, a, a follow on Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, man. See you later, Trey. Trey's the best. <laughs> That's awesome. So, off that, let's. We've been talking McCaffrey here a second ago. Let's let's get into AJ's running back tiers. I'm curious to see kind of where he has everybody. And in his first tier, he's got Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. And I don't think anybody's going to think anything's odd about that. Uh, the second tier, he has uh, Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson. Now, some people might have all these guys on the same tier, uh, these top four guys, but I can see why why AJ separated them because you know, with Elliott, you're kind of you're kind of worried about if the offense is going to be as good this year because they lost so much with with Witten and Des, and then with David Johnson, I think it's really just an injury thing, right? And he's he's kind of on a crappy team. You know, remember Todd Gurley just, what, two years ago on a crappy team? He had a, a pretty bad year before he broke out last year. So if you're on a bad team, that can definitely impact you, even if you're a really good player and you get a lot of touches. If you get a lot of three and outs and you're never near the end zone, that's that's not good for fantasy, that's obviously, right? You no, know,
4: and I love David Johnson this year. Going into him, I would have him more in that first-tier Whenever you think of injuries, you ask how that injury will hurt him this year, but the injury has nothing to do. With it. it was a wrist, I believe, right? Yeah. So that won't affect him for his running style. He gets the ball. If you look back at that 2016 campaign he had, he outscored. I mean, he 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 outscored anybody. I think last year's top scorer. So David Johnson will be back. I think the offense is going to have a little jump to their step. Larry's last year, the quarter, uh, the tight end that Cam always speaks of, that can stretch the scene. I think with the addition of Christian Kirk also, which is making himself as the wide receiver, two and two wide sets they're they're showing him. And it's, I don't know, who. let's talk about that some. Who's going to be the Cardinals' second wide receiver?
2: Man, that's tough. Probably Kirk. But, you know, he's a slot guy too. And that's where I'm kind of like, it's kind of a weird fit, right? Because Larry's your slot guy and Christian Kirk's, you know, basically he's best at a slot guy. So I don't think they're going to move Larry. I don't know if Larry can get open that much anymore on the outside to tell you the truth, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I think eventually it'll be Kirk. I don't think Larry's going to play much longer.
3: It's going to be Kirk. I mean, look, the the guy had first round talent got stolen in the second round. You know, when, whenever I would go cover A&M, obviously I'd, I'd watch Kirk and yeah, he lines up at the slot most of the time, but he's got outside speed and he's not a small guy. He looks small in stature. But he's really well built, so he can he can go up the middle and you know and in the, in the little cross routes. But I mean, he has everything to be a number one. They just got lucky and were able to take him as the number two pick. But obviously, while Larry's there, it's going to be Larry. But Kirk's a nice replacement whenever Larry does decide to retire in 50 years or whatever. So, (laughs)
2: whatever that is, I'm with you. We'll see. And it's, you know, it's Sam Bradford for now. We'll see how long. I mean, let's be honest, he'll probably break in the game or two into the season. That's been his track record. And then I guess it's probably going to be Josh Rosen in there. So, I'm not exactly thrilled with the Cardinals offense, but David Johnson, you got to be excited about. He's going to get a lot of touches. I think the worry with him, right, is he he couldn't make it through like back-to-back games like he's been knocked out of games for the year twice in his last two games you know he had that that knee injury that knocked him out a couple years ago and then the first game of the year he breaks his wrist last year so you just haven't seen him in a while in a real game but I think he's gonna have a big year
4: in a slight moment of silence for the Johnson drafters last year I know that was rough to watch it really is it's it's the worst whenever your top pick goes down like that it's you ask yourself why <laughs>
2: that early in the year, too. You can't even get through one game and be excited about your team. So that's pretty rough. But uh, hey, we're going to get to a little bit more here. We'll hit on these running back tiers a little more and we're going to get to mock my mock a little later in the show as well. Um, if you missed anything, you can definitely check us out on Podcast Arena, Moneyline on Podcast Arena. Uh, we talked a lot of running backs, and uh, we got to receivers as well. So we covered tight ends. We kind of hit everything a little bit today. So if you got a draft coming up and you need some help, don't be afraid to go check out the podcast or give us a call at 713-780-3776. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Hit the, car, the
0: woo-woo reader. Who knew we'll like nitro, beat us.
5: Just taste the money on
0: No, no, I just read up. Twitter. Twitter.
4: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. I'm a
0: boss I'm a boss I'm a boss. I'm a you're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 975.com. Presented by MyBookie, live from the renterswarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Take a quick second to
4: thank our proud sponsors over at Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics. The same guys that light up the sky, they also do fire and safety. Don't get slapped with those unnecessary penalties from the fire marshal and quit paying overcharged prices on your annual fire extinguisher inspections. Call Sky Wonder Fire and Safety at 281-393-2500 for the lowest prices in town. Call today and mention ESPN 97.5 or Moneyline and receive 10% off your first service with them. One more time. The number is 281-393-2500. When fire safety is on, Accidents are gone with Sky Wonder Fire and Safety. They uh, Fire extinguisher cells, exit lights, kitchen hood systems, paint booth, everything that you need to be up to date. Give these guys a call. My man Nick over there, he he treats people like family. Whenever the show idea came along, we, we sat down and spoke and I told him what the thought of the show was and how we wanted to make it real genuine. It was a perfect match with Sky Wonder. Pyrotechnics because that's what they are. They help you. They want to they they want you to not get hit with these unnecessary penalties from the fire marshal. Go uh all you business owners go check your tags right now. If they're out, give my man a call. 281-393-2500. Now let's get into what I really what are we here for? Mock my mock with Josh.
5: Mock my
3: mock with Josh Jordan.
4: All right, this week, Josh drafted out of the 12th spot. That's a good spot because you get those back-to-backs, but again, it doesn't come back to you for a long time, so you have to be real strategic with those picks. With the 12th pick of the
2: 2018 draft, Josh, who do you get? All right, let's pull up my mock here. And uh, I, I think this one actually turned out pretty good. I can't say I'm too disappointed with it. So... You know, in theory, you can either double up on the position right there, right? You know, maybe go running back, running back, or you can grab two receivers. This was a PPR draft, just so everybody knows. Uh, But me, I really like to get one of each. That's kind of, I've tried it all different ways, and I feel like you're really chasing receiver or you're really chasing running back if you don't give one of each. So right here, knowing that I was going to have two picks, I took Melvin Gordon with the uh, last pick of the first round. And look, he, he's usually good, man. He's you know, he's not fantastic, but he puts up he puts up numbers. I think the chargers are gonna be good. We talked about that earlier today. And then I followed that up with Michael Thomas. Now, there were some other options here. I definitely would consider Devontae Adams, you know how high I am on him, but I wanted to kind of shake it up and make this one a little different. And it was really shocking to me, Odell Beckham was there, and I purposefully didn't take him because I don't anticipate odell beckham being there in most people's drafts at you know the first pick of the second round so i I avoided him just so that you guys see what's most likely going to be there so i started off melvin gordon michael thomas i love the
4: melvin gordon pick according to fantasy football calculators latest adps he has risen to about pick eight that some have him in, in in ppr scoring they have him over hopkins over fournette over hunt and it's crazy, I didn't realize it. They have Beckham at 12. So he he might be available for you out there for those people picking at the back end of the first round.
2: Yep. So if he's there, that's stealing. Take Beckham if you can get him with a second round pick for Odell. Go ahead and snag him if he's there. This is the first time I've seen that happen that I remember, and I've done a lot of mocks. So I went there with Michael Thomas. And to your point about Melvin Gordon, Look, I like him, too. AJ's a little lower on him with his running back tiers. Uh, AJ has him on the fourth tier of running back, and he has him right behind Kamara, Hunt, Saquon Barkley, and Fournette. So that's kind of hard to argue with. I I think there's a little more upside with those other guys. There's something about Melvin Gordon that's just not – Sexy to some people for whatever reason, so he tends to fall in drafts a little bit, but he catches a lot of balls. He's on a good offense. So we pulled the trigger there.
4: If we look at Lance, though, he has them all the way at seven. He has them after Kamara, but then he has them before Barkley, Fournette and McCoy. So if you're going by those rankings, it's interesting. What we wanted to do on this show was give you the perspective from different people, not just get up here and grill you like, hey, this is Jerry and Josh. And this is the way it's going to be. And this is Jerry's picks. No, that's why we did the gal media thing. That's why we do these picks. That's why we read other people's articles, because we want you to have all the information possible. And that's what we're seeing right now. You see someone like AJ that really knows their stuff. You see someone like Lance that we know he knows the stuff and they got slight differences. But that's where we find a, a common ground. And that's why we're here to discuss it.
2: No doubt about it, which leads me uh, to my next pick at the turn. It was a long wait until it's actually 36 is where I picked my next pick in the Ooh. third round. Yeah, that's a that's a long wait. And that's why if there's a guy you really like and you're you're at the turn, you might go ahead and just pull the trigger because he may not be there when you're picking again. So right here, I just kind of once again, I got one of each. I got a receiver and I got a running back. The guys, Zach Ertz went at 33, and I was picking at 36. So Ertz didn't quite make it back to me. So, I, and I, there's no other tight end after Kelsey and Ertz and Gronk that I want to take that early. So I just decided to hit running back and receiver again. So I went with uh, Mari Cooper at 36. Tyree Kill went right in front of him at 35. Mm-hmm. I probably would have rather had Tyree Kill, mm-hmm. but but he got, he got sniped right in front of me there. So I, I took Cooper. And then with my next pick, I really like Kenyon Drake this year, so I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. Frank Gore doesn't scare me that much, so I'm going to go with Drake there. He was great at the end of last year. He really was, So, and their offensive line's pretty good, so I went with him right there. And Drake, he's a player that's on the field. on. He could be on the field all three
4: downs. A lot of talk is coming out about Balaj, the rookie, but if you heard anything about camp, if you have Ryan Tannehill pulling you off the field and camp and telling you go sit down because you can't get blocked, then, then you've made some uh, wrong decisions in life. Tannehill's the last guy that you want to be getting yelled at like that. And he told him straight up, get out of the huddle and go sit down because he couldn't pick up the pass blocking, which he has all every right to. I mean, Gore, Drake, I don't know where Balash falls down here. And a lot of people are trying to push him up there as a rookie, like uh, with the uh, carry-on Johnsons.
2: Yeah. And... You know, they had to feel pretty good about Drake to trade, you know, Ajayi last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they got rid of him, and they they must have liked Drake. They knew they had something with this guy. So, they they felt like, hey, we can get rid of Jay Ajayi, and we'll be fine. So, my next picks, I, I kind of just, I like attacking running back in the middle rounds. So right here, and this is at the last pick of the fifth round, pick sixty is where I made my next selection. And some of the guys going off in front of me here, uh, like Brady went off the board, Marshawn Lynch, Deion Lewis, Corey Davis, they all got selected right in front of me. So I I took a gamble on Rex Burkhead. I think I think he might be the goal line guy there, and you know he's great in the passing game too. So I think he was a good pick right there. And then I kind of took a little upside. I went with Carryon Johnson. Uh, the Detroit running back. I think he might end up being the dude. I don't think LeGarrett Blunt's going to play forever. You know, he's kind of a grinder. So I, I took some upside there with Johnson.
4: And we just saw in the third preseason game that Carrion Johnson came out there with the ones. Yeah. He uh, he ran with the one team and then Blunt didn't come into the second half. Now, some people still have that remembrance of Abdullah. Yeah. Which he might not even make the team because Theoretic is the third down back and he isn't going anywhere. Because he's quietly like a. RB 25 in PPR. And nobody realizes it because his volume that he gets on catches. So what happens in that backfield?
2: I, I'm, I'm hearing Abdullah. They're just showcasing him to try and trade him. That's yeah. that's what I'm hearing. And that's why he's playing with the one sum.
4: So then what is Blunt really playing for to get those goal line carries or something like that? Because what happened when that one outlying year where he had those all those touchdowns, he had a 34% touchdown rate from running the ball with goal to go. The league average is in the 20s, mid-20s. Last year, it was 9% for Blunt. So is he really that heavy back that we knew that would always get you three, four, five yards and get in the end zone? I don't know if he is that anymore. Now, he does hook back up with his Patriots old coach, you know, off the coaching staff. But I don't know if he can go back to what he was and... He's really fighting for those short down situations because on Johnson is shown that in camp that he can also catch so he'll be in there on first and second downs and I don't see where Blunt gets in there so I love the pick and I think he can lead he'll, he'll lead the touches I think in that backfield.
2: I think so too. It might be a deal where you have to wait a couple games, right, and then he yeah. kind of becomes the guy. So you might have to be a little patient with him early in the season, but I think by the end of the year, he's going to be the guy. So I think he's somebody worth taking, and, you know, would I take him in the sixth round? So, you know, that's that's not bad. I love you the know?
4: construction overall of the team, though, with Gordon, Drake, and then you have your two receivers, Thomas Cooper, and then you have your two running backs that could be lead the leaders of the backfield, and they could end up – I mean, Burkhead's an all-around back. Uh, Michelle's hurt. Carry on Johnson, we just spoke about him. Those guys could be easy, easy flex, flex plays, and I love it.
2: I do, too. And then with my next pick, I was pretty excited to get Sammy Watkins in the seventh yeah. round. I know a lot of people are down on him, but... Watching these preseason games, man, they're lining them up in the slot. They're moving them all over the place. I think they're going to use him, man. Like, they gave him a lot of money. Of course they want to use him. So I know people are a little nervous about him too. But, you know, in the, at that last pick of the seventh round in a PPR, I think you go ahead and get Sammy Watkins. And we don't need to go through every single pick in this draft. But I just kind of wanted to give you guys an idea of, the you know, how you kind of start that draft. And this is one where – You know, remember one of my other mocks I did, I took Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round, and this one I wanted to kind of do the opposite, right? So this time, instead of going early at quarterback, I took Matt Ryan with the last pick of the 11th round. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I was just able to just gobble up receivers and running backs just through all those mid-rounds and just keep adding to my depth because— that's, you're just waiting for one of those guys to pop. You don't know necessarily which dude it's going to be or at what point. But there might be a three- or four-game stretch in the season where Rex Burkhead is kind of carrying your flex position.
4: Yeah, you make a great point. What's your thoughts on the New England backfield? Who ultimately leads
3: the way, Cam? I think it's going to be Burke. It, you know, we can say we think, but figuring out the Patriots running back situation, yeah. I mean, it's nearly impossible. But we will say, look, Deion Lewis is, done, is, is gone. Michelle's is hurt. It pretty much is Burkhead at this point. Now, maybe in the middle of the season when everybody's healthy, his touches go away. But I I think starting him off um, for New England or him starting in New England at the start of the season, he's going to be the main guy. So I think that's a huge pickup if you can get that guy in the later rounds.
2: Yep. And, you know, Jeremy Hill got banged up a little bit in the preseason game. I think it was an ankle or something like that on a horse collar tackle. I don't think it's severe. But, you know, if you're starting – if you're on the bubble and you get hurt with Belichick – I mean, you saw what they did with Jordan Matthews. You know, he popped that hamstring, and they are just like, all right, see you later. You know, they just cut him. They're not looking to wait around on guys to to get healthy. You, you better be ready to play for Belichick. Speaking and,
3: of Watkins, I mean, now they— I mean, look, we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes do anything regular season, obviously, but he is a gunslinger. He has a hell of an arm. He can let it fly. So now maybe Watkins, after all these years— because Tyrod Taylor, good quarterback, was never much of a deep ball kind of guy— Patrick Mahomes can be that guy, so maybe it's one of those kind of things where you know, Will Fuller kind of with Deshaun Watson, maybe Will Fuller is going to succeed now because he's got a guy that can just unload it and he can just run the sidelines. Maybe Watkins can finally be that guy,
2: and it makes some sense, right? Because Tyree Kill is going to make the safety be honest. You know, he's just too fast. So I think Sammy's going to see some underneath routes where he's going to catch a lot of balls. So in a PPR. I think Sammy could be a a sneaky play in the middle rounds. He might finally come through this year. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a naysayer, you're gonna say, well, is Sammy gonna get enough targets when you have Tyreek Hill and you have Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt catches a lot of passes too.
4: and last year the problem with Sammy was the the amount of share he can get because they had so many people there and he ended up being the third Receiver on that team with with Cooper Cup and even Robert Woods over there. So now that he goes over here, can he get back to what he was in 14 when he had those 128 targets, almost 1,000 yards with six touchdowns, and then he backdoored it? Let's not forget that 2015 campaign, he had 1,000 yards in 12 games with nine touchdowns. If he can get back to that, which Mahomes can make him that, be on the lookout for Sammy to make noise.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there, and that's also that's the debate on the other side, right, with Brandon Cooks taking over Sammy's role uh, now on the Rams and with Watkins and Kansas City is, is Cooks going to get enough targets with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and, you know, Gurley caught a lot of passes last year too, so I had a friend ask me like, why is everybody so down on Brandon Cooks this year, and it, I don't think we're down on him as a player, it's just he's in a new situation which creates uncertainty and unknown, and He's stepping into the role that Watkins had where he he didn't get a lot of targets. Goff wasn't really looking for him a lot on those sideline routes.
4: And that's who he's always been, though, Cooks. If you look at his career in in New Orleans, it was, okay, we know he's the one, but they had so many weapons. And when he went to New England, it was like, okay, here he goes. He's going to be that that stretch field guy. But at the end of the day, they have weapons, and Gronk's going to get his. And it's game by game the way the Patriots do it. If you look at Cooks, though, in the last three years from 15 to 17, he's the fifth overall scoring wide receiver that's brown julio hopkins baldwin cooks he's over beckham the fitzgeralds the greens of the world i mean that's what you want a guy that could play 48 games and gets he's got 492 yards in those three years which i get. like i said it puts him top five and
2: that certainly didn't hurt having drew Brees and tom brady throwing him the ball you know (laughs) you know what i mean yeah that that helps all right we're up against it we got a break right here but we will be right back you are listening to money line on espn 97.5
0: Twitter. Twitter
5: Follow the show on Twitter At Moneyline 97.5
0: I got thinking i by the tree huh? I love it when you call me Throw your hands in the air If you're a true player I love it when you call me the honeys get your money Play it, fellas like dummies This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
4: Who are they attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your size? I attract them with diamonds. That's how you attract the ladies. Loose diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings, any shape, any size. That's what you can find at Klein's Jewelers. Been around since 1969. He specializes in all types of jewelry, watch repair also. Don't go to the mall. I can't stress that enough, and that's what I'll keep banging my head on. Don't do it. You go there, you'll pay twice as much. Why not just call him on his personal number? 832-316-1388. That's Mark's number, and he wants to talk to you. He wants to give you the better deal. He wants to keep you out of that mall. Why well, go there when we deal with traffic and parking? Just pull right up front row parking right there at Klein's. He's there to help you. He's a proud sponsor, and I'm so glad to have him on with us, Josh. He He's a big part of this show, and he's a big part of the fantasy football listener leagues, which he is giving out the, di- uh, the, the ring and the pendant. So, uh, Let's get this these leagues filled, Josh.
2: Let's do that, man. Call in. If you want to get in the league, they're starting to fill up. The draft is gonna be a week from Tuesday. We're gonna have it at St. Arnold's. It's gonna be really fun. We're gonna we're just gonna to get together and have a big draft party. It's gonna be exciting. Party. And you get to compete against everybody. You get you get to call here and and talk, you know what, on the air. When you beat somebody, we want you calling in. We want to know about those close calls. You know, if like the Texans game, your kicker misses one at the end and yeah. costs you a game. We wanna hear those stories we want you guys to participate if you want to get in the listener league 713-780-3776 you can also go to at moneyline975 you can hit us there get in these leagues come and take that diamond pendant come and take that ring why not you're going to play fantasy anyway at least play with us and you might actually win something
4: yeah definitely let's pump it up come on folks we need to get these little leagues filled we're almost full on the third one so basically we're playing for a couple spots
2: Yep, no doubt. I thought it was really funny, too. On Twitter, somebody made, like, a Moneyline 97.5 hat and, like, tweeted out at us. Yes. It was awesome. Shout I out. thought
3: that was y'all. No, <laughs> no. Shout out. I was like, wow, they already have merchandise? Yeah, no. My mom wow. made it. Shout out to that
4: listener. He uh, He's going to call himself the home team. And he put on there, he tweeted to us, said, this is what number one seats do. This is what number, seeds, what number one seeds look like. I'm taking the title. I got another uh, one. Uh, an email that said that they call her the Ice Box, and she's a blonde, uh, blonde hair, blue
2: eyed badass. That's what she told me she is. <laughs> yeah, we've had some great interaction, and uh, we got a call right here. Let's try and get him in the league. All right. John, what's going on? Hello,
4: John. Hello. You're on Moneyline. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm interested in the fantasy league, I think. Awesome, awesome, John. Why are you going to be this year's champion? Why will you be this year's champion? Oh, because I've been playing since 1991, and I know it all. There you go. John, he is going to be in the league. Put him on hold and get his information.
2: All right, well, we only have a few spots left. I'm surprised we're doing three leagues. I I didn't realize we were going to have that much interest, and we are, so it's really awesome.
4: It's going to be wild up there on September 4th, 7 o'clock at St. Arnold's Brewery and the Beer Garden. Uh, I hear it's really, really nice. The food is really, really uh, good, so we're happy. I mean, 36 people in one room drafting. It's going to be insane.
2: Man, it's Tuesday night. You do know... You'll feel it in the air because, you know, the first game is Thursday night, just two nights after that. We're going to have real football to watch. I can't wait. Jerry and I are going to be there. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to thank St. Arnold's for letting us have it there. So it's going to be fun. So if anybody else wants to jump in the league, make sure you give us a call. once again, you can hit us up on Twitter at SportsMap. Well, actually, at Moneyline975. And that actually does lead me to what I did want to talk about is all of our content is on Sports Map. Yeah. Jerry writes gambling articles several a week, every week, some are on soccer, some are on football, it depends. Uh, I have a my mock my mock is out every week on Sports Map as well. I'm going to be writing like a start sit column every week on Sports Map, so we're going to be sharing that through Sports Map. Uh, At SportsMap, H-O-U is the Twitter handle. And we also share it through at ESPN 97.5. So if you guys want all this content, you need to be following these Twitter handles. We'll also shoot them out of our Moneyline 97.5 account too. But... Don't forget, you know, Lance Zerline, he's writing for sports map fantasy articles. AJ Hoffman's putting his tiers together. You know, Jerry and I are, you know, contributing every week too. We have a lot of content for you guys. So if you haven't checked out Sports Map, make sure you get over there. It's a one-stop shop for
4: everything. Your fantasy now, your your gambling. I mean, what else do you need? And the people that you're getting the opinion from are real respected people in this industry. So I would go quickly over there and read everything. Everything we read as far as tiers and all the the AJ uh, article and Lance's can be found on Sports Map.
2: Yeah, definitely go check that out. So, you know, I guess we could kind of finish up with AJ's tears, I was thinking, you know. Or actually, since this might be the
4: last time to talk to them, I just wanted to go over a quick strategy, which when you show up to these drafts and you walk in sometimes and you see that stack of papers and the, the, the host is being extra nice and he's like, here, guys, I printed out the rankings for all of y'all. And he hands everybody the ESPN rankings. You know what everyone in that league is going off of the guys that didn't show up with anything in their hand, and, they, and they're using that. Use that to your advantage. Know that you can pick them off now. Now, if you know of a guy, say say a guy before you is drafting, he's a guy that drafts for needs, and he, he he's just a guy that, or let's say he drafts up best next, just boom, boom, boom. So you know what his list looks like. You're marking off the same list he is, one after another. It, it's coming to a pick. You, you can you can skip on a guy knowing man he doesn't he drafts for just best available or he drafts filling up positions. Use that as your advantage. On the other side, though, hide your draft sheet because you have people like Josh and I Over here peeping. I mean, it's it's a draft, it's a war room, it's it's what you've put all this time into. So make sure you take it serious and and depict know the, the the advantages. If everybody's gonna use the same cheat sheet, then you know where they're at. You know what they're thinking and you you could you could pick your spots and not get sniped as they
2: say. That that's very true. The other thing, knowing the platform that you're on, right? If you're on Yahoo or if you're on ESPN or CBS, they all have slightly different fantasy rankings. So you know, judging on which platform you're on, which guys are going to be a little more valued. You know, maybe CBS is a little lower on this player than ESPN is. So you got to know that the people you're drafting with, they're going by that best overall of, you know, whether it's ESPN or Yahoo, whatever their rankings are, when they're on their phone, that's the list they're looking at. You know, to Jerry's point, some guys print them out. But when you know where guys are most likely going to be taken, that gives you an edge. And the other thing, too, is quarterbacks. Pay attention to who has one already, yeah. because especially the guy that's drafting behind you and in front of you, because it tells you that, well, you know, if he already has this certain position filled up, then maybe I can I can take somebody else and that guy will still be there the next time I select. So knowing your room and your audience, big part of drafts, man, you want to know what other people people are going to do if you can
4: Uh uh-oh sound alarms this is a moment we like to put our names on something something that we are passionate and hey go put your money on it if you want to what are you putting your name on this week josh
2: man this is kind of tough you know last week i did chris hogan And, you know, I backed it up. I actually drafted him yesterday in the mid-rounds. He was sitting there. I went and grabbed Chris Hogan. So this year I think I'm going to go with how about – How about Matt Ryan? How about a guy that you can get really, really late in your draft, 11th, 12th round, and he might return to that top five MVP quarterback this year. I love the addition of Ridley. So I'm going to put my name in late, guys. I'm not telling you to take Matt Ryan in the seventh round. I'm talking 11th, 12th round. When you can get a a starting quarterback that late, and you can use all your mid-round picks just loading up on running backs and receivers, that's a good way to construct your team. Put my name on Matt Ryan.
3: I love it. I love it. Cam, put your name on something for the people. I will, Jerry. And that person is Alex Collins. This is a nice. guy that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Ton of touches when he took over the uh, the primary position. Look, there's Javoris Allen there. That's a goal line guy. He doesn't do much else. Kenneth Dixon, hamstring, little injury. So what is he really going to do? I think Alex Collins, I'm not saying he's going to finish, you know, top 10 in the, in the running back uh, fantasy like that. But this is a guy that's going to get 20-something touches a game because... I mean, they need offense, and, and this is a guy who really doesn't have any handcuffs around him as far as, as, a, as other running backs on the team. So put my name on Alex Collins to have what I think is going to be a top 18 fantasy football year. I like it. I like it.
4: I will put my name on Rolls-Royce Freeman. <laughs> I hear a lot of talk coming out of camp about how he. it's just a matter of time before he gets the role. Devontae Booker's had his moments, but he hasn't really shined something that works for Freeman or uh, uh, something that works for the Oregon standout. I'm sorry, is that he comes, he's working in a bill Musgrave system, which is also uh, a chip Kelly disciple. So if you've seen in this preseason, Freeman has had his moments and he has broken, he broke that 24 yard touchdown run the other day, showing that he can run through the gap and through the, uh, through the holes that it requires to run in one of these kind of things. So, Put Royce Freeman on my my name on him, and I think he'll be the leading back in Denver, and I think Devontae Booker will be a name that we forget by the end of the season.
2: I'm with you on that, Jerry. I'm done with Booker. guys always (laughs) hurt, and I just... You know, he's just a guy to me. So I like Freeman there, too. He's dead to me. He's dead. <laughs> he's going to be – in fantasy, he will be dead to me because I'm not drafting him. But, hey, it looks like we're up against it. It's been another episode of Moneyline. You can definitely check it out on Podcast Arena. And anything that we talked about today, you can go back. It'll help you with your drafts. For Cam, for Jerry Bow this has been Moneyline 97.5 on ESPN. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.
5: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5.